Good evening, people. Welcome to the show. Got something here I want you all to know, and that thing is welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Mercer, joined as always by, from, by my good buddy, for my good buddy. I can't even talk anymore. We've been recording all night. John Mariano, St. John himself from Long Island, New York. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Corey, I got to stop you right there, my friend. <laughs> because there's a little something. I'm, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit for the audience. We, we, we've done, this is now the third episode where you, you've done an intro. Yep. And folks, this is the first time on the first try, Corey Morissette has stuck the landing. No, I still screwed it up. I screwed up your intro. So now, uh, my intro that doesn't count as part of it. It's, <laughs> you, the, the, the walk this way into the, into the episode, the walk up is where you have struggled. Yep. Every and single get, time. And getting through that, my friend, I, I just want to take a moment. And appreciate you because it's not easy, folks. And Corey makes it look easy, and Corey does it well, and Corey does it till he gets it right. And this time he got it right on the first try. So this is a kind of a backhanded compliment. It was it was outstanding, my friend. He he he. I'm throwing him under the bus, saying he screws it up a lot. Oh I, yeah, he, you're not throwing me under the bus. That's just fact. I just, I just, I just want to say though, right now you're batting three thirty three, and my friend, that's a Hall of Fame number for playing baseball. So Johnny, last week, uh, we we spun, we rolled the dice, and we came up with a Johnny Mariano tune. That tune was "Lord of the Thighs," which, of course, has made it onto our our mixtape. The very first track, one of one, has made it on the mixtape, uh, as we kind of thought it would, especially with uh, with uh, a classic like "Lord of the Thighs." Maybe not uh, hugely enthusiastic. The live version of "Lord of the Thighs." loses a step and it you know we, we said a little bit in the last episode on on the, on the outro it gets a little redundant it, it it gets a little monotonous the goal of mixtape is to really show all the facets of why you love the band just because lord of the thighs the studio cut uh is now in the mixtape doesn't mean that a life cut might not supplant it at somewhere down the road anything officially released by the band is up for grabs here so at some point one of us or a special guest can put lord of the thighs from live bootleg or classics live one on the dice and it could take the place of the studio cut and uh, like you said john a classic aerosmith song but the studio cut i don't think is the best representation of that song no no but it's been a mainstay in their concerts for a reason and maybe one day we'll find that we're not going to find that out today because it ain't on the die it ain't it on ain't, the die. Yeah. If, if it ain't on the die, we ain't listening to it tonight. Nope. That's exactly right. So again, a quick recap for everybody. John and I each pick three songs. We put them on a, a, on a set of dice or on one die, I guess. Uh, we roll the die and we get the song. So uh, it was a John song last week, uh, Lord of the Thigh. So he was able to, uh, that came off the die and he replaced it with Permanent Vacation, the title cut from the, the 1987 comeback album that, uh, really helped solidify Aerosmith as one of the top bands of all time. So uh, let's recap, John, uh, your three songs currently on the die, and you can talk about each one if you want. Rats in the Cellar, Permanent Vacation, and The Other Side are the three songs you put on there. Yeah, and I, I don't I, I don't want to waste the folks' time talking about them unless, unless we're hitting them on the die. 
because we're going to have plenty of time to talk about them once they hit. At some point, they're all getting hit. But for now, they're, they're, the possibilities are endless, or at least the possibilities are six. That's right. And th- that was three possibilities. And what are the other three, Corey? The other three are my choices on the die currently. Chip Away the Stone uh, from Gems, uh, Shut Up and Dance from Get a Grip, and Let the Music Do the Talking from Done With Mirrors, 1985. So those are the six songs on the die. John, if you're ready, what do you say? We roll the dice and see what we get. I say, I say, I'm going to blow on your hands, and we're going for it, my friend. Here we go. Rolling the dice, and we're going to come up with Shut Up and Dance from Get a Grip. I love this song. Uh, it, a, a classic. Also featured, uh, there's a live cut from Wayne's World 2 from the soundtrack. So if we ever want to bring that one onto the dice, we certainly can. But Get a Grip is low-key one of my favorite Aerosmith albums of all time. I thought, you know, Permanent Vacation was great. Pump was a step up. I, I really love Get a Grip. I think that was even a step up from Pump. And, and this is one, when you when you think about Get a Grip, you don't think about Shut Up and Dance, but God damn it, if this song isn't a ton of fun to listen to. I love that you picked this song. Um, you, br- you bring up Wayne's World 2. W- Wayne's World 2 is ca- kind of, uh, uh, it's a little bit of a statement. In the 90s, there were a lot of these fairs and, and like Wood- Woodstock revisited and a lot of stuff like that was going on. And Wayne's, Wayne's World 2 kind, kind, kind of capitalized on all of that. And the entire um, point of the movie is they're trying to throw their own Wayne stock, like Woodstock. And the big headliner band they have is Aerosmith. And when Aerosmith finally comes to play during the happiest of endings, you get shut up and dance. And it's, it's like, it's like the, it's the end of the movie. It's a feel-good song to listen to on the way out walking out of the theater but it's one of the most underrated tracks on get a grip which turns out most most of their big hits in the 90s come off of that album right like it's known for the three big power ballads yep right and and living on the edge and kind of lost in the shuffle but to show what a great album that is we're going to listen to shut up and dance right now and it's it's a fun track folks it really is. Uh, it was released as a single. Uh, the B-side is Line Up, which is another great uh, deep cut from Get a Grip, also featured in a movie. If you remember, it was in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. It, it was. It, it's it, it's in the uh, montage of Ace Ventura when he's going through all the suspects trying to figure out who Ray Finkel is or who who, who has the ring. And, and he's, he's, he's looking for the one ring. And, and that's that's lineup is playing as as he's tracking down each of the miami dolphins and it's 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 a great sequence it really is and a great song i can't wait till we get to line up but shut up and dance is what we're talking about tonight uh, written by steven tyler joe perry and a couple of members of damn yankees jack blades uh from night ranger as well and tommy shaw also from sticks uh co-wrote this song with steven tyler and joe perry and it kind of feels like a damn yankee song a little bit uh produced by bruce fairbairn who in the late 80s early 90s had the Midas touch uh everything he touched uh, seemed to turn to gold and this album has proved positive of that i, I mean Corey, you just kind of blew my mind a little bit with, with, with that tidbit because damn yankees is one of the more famous super groups of all time mm-hmm. and if they're a super group and we're taking two of their members and adding them to aerosmith who's one of the definitively great american groups of all time what does that make like the lineup for this song <laughs> Like a super duper group? 
a super duper group. You can't go wrong. It's going to be a great time. What do you say, John? Let's get into Shut Up and Dance from Get a Grip. Spinny Corey. All right, already wrapped the hop, and I know John's grooving already. I could see him on the Zoom call here, just bopping his head. You can't help but move to this song, right? Like you got that nice kind of heavy rip, that da 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 da, and Steven Tyler, nice high pitched vocal on top of that. This is just quintessential early '90s Aerosmith, and it's wonderful. Well, yeah, 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 you have you have that high pitched Steven Tyler coming in, but what's weird is, and Corey, I got to ask you a question here. Can you hear a sl- like a cool guitar slouch? Like like when a guitarist, a great guitarist, uh, you know, one of the legendary guitarists really starts playing, they have that guitar slouch they do where, where, where they're not standing up straight and you almost see their shoulders sh- shrunk in and, and, and they're just like leaning into the guitar and you can feel and hear that with Joe, Perry, with Joe Perry's riff breaking into the song. You know what? I I, I got gotcha. you. I I can see it slug low, you know, past the hips. Just that that intro riff has has got some stank to it. It's working. All right, let's keep going here. Now, one of the one of the things I'm really enjoying that that Steven Tyler is doing here lyrically, and he does this a lot on the songs, is he bunches up a really a lot of words really fast that almost sounds like a rap, and then he does his long drawn out Steven Tyler line afterwards, mm-hmm. and he holds the notes, and it it, it it's a juxtaposition of, of of rapid fire wordplay with long drawn out notes and singing. That Steven Tyler, it, it's like a signature of, of his singing style. And uh, I love lyrics like, so I started writing you the song, but the words I wrote came out all wrong. Like, you know, clever writing. And there's more examples coming up, and I can't wait. I'm going to stop the song when we get to some of my favorite lines uh, that, that happens in, in verse two and verse three. But um, a real jump, and we talked about Steven Tyler's lyric writing from Get Your Wings, which is their second album, to now Shut Up and Dance from Get a Grip well down the line of the discography and how much he's grown as a songwriter but there's always this kind of charm in the double entendre with steven and tyler with steven tyler that really kind of encompassed aerosmith and is one of the elements that make aerosmith an all-time classic band and you get all those elements here right you got the great guitar you got you know joey kramer tom hamilton you know brad Whitford. they're all in the pocket laying down a great groove a great aerosmith type groove and steven tyler working his magic lyrically um, this is everything I love about Aerosmith uh, in a single track, and I love it. So let's keep her rolling.
that's one of those lines I'm talking about. When they take away everything you got and they rub your nose in the funky spot, not without a fight. That that that's Steven Tyler, you know, clean, sober, and at the top of his game, I think. And I love that you have the lyrics here because for, for the life of me, I always thought, and they rub your nose to fuck your spot. It never made sense to me. <laughs> I'm so glad you have the lyrics in front of us that that and and they rub and they rub your nose in the funky spot makes a lot more sense than to fuck your spot. Because I'm like, what are you talking about, Steven? And it's just me mishearing lyrics all these years. And that is kind of the nice thing about doing a show like this is that we're listening to these songs with kind of a more critical ear, right? We're looking at the lyrics. We're listening more to the breakdown of the song and you're appreciating new layers of the song. Maybe you didn't before. And there's a lyric you had misheard for how many years. And now it makes a little more sense for you. All right, here we go. Back to the court. The changeup that we're listening to here, Corey, like mm-hmm. it, it's the same song, but we went from those driving guitar riffs. And, and it, is this triangles now? Like what, what kind of percussions going on that we're listening to? And the entire feeling of the song, while it, it's clearly the same song, it feels it, it, the changeup is so nice and welcome. And then even the rhythm that Steven's singing and the rapid fire he's throwing it at you, like it, it, it works so well. And I'm, 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 I'm getting a little pissed off because I picked Lord of the Thighs, and that was the first song. And I appreciate Lord of the Thighs, and th- this song comes out twenty years later, mm-hmm. on or about. Yeah. And, and and you know you can hear the growth of them as a band in this song. And, and that sound you heard was Joey Kramer riding that ride cymbal, uh, which he does very, very well. Uh, yeah. It sounded like a, like, like a triangle. That's him on the ride cymbal doing a fantastic job. But yeah, I love this kind of little, uh, this little denouement almost before we get into the guitar solo. You know, just kind of take it down a little bit. When you work your fingers through the bone, now what does that get you? Nothing. I think everybody can relate to that. In a crowd of people, you're still alone. You hope that tells you something. Like, it, you know, relatable lyrics, right? Check out the shape of your circumstance. He wears the dress and she wears the pants. Here comes Jill and she needs romance. So, but you can't do Jack. So shut up and dance. What's, what's so great about this is that if you just stripped away and just had the vocals, Steven Tyler would be as at home right there on a run DMC album or on, on any rap album of the time as he would be on an Aerosmith album. 
and yet ly- lyrically and, and 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 musically he is doing so much heavy lifting in this song going going almost from genre to genre in 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 stanza the stanza of the song yeah no i absolutely agree and that that last line sums up this song you can't do jack so shut up and dance like you know work's gonna get you down everything's gonna get you down he wears the dress she wears the pants here comes jill she needs romance you, you can't do jack just shut up and dance and, and that it, just a fun refrain this isn't jamie's got a gun this isn't a song with a message this is fuck everything just shut up and dance and that's going to lead us into the joe barry guitar solo so let's give that a listen You gotta love it, right? You, you can't be a fan of classic rock and, and not listen to that and like bop your head and, and get into it, right? Everything is just working. Right? I know he had 20 years to figure this out at this point, but I think we're gonna be hard pressed to pull. Like, I, I'm calling it out. This is making the mixtape, and I think we're gonna be hard pressed. <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be a long standing citizen on the mixtape, right? Like, I, I didn't just throw this on here because it had a catchy title, right? This song right it, it kicks a little bit and uh one of the better tracks from get a grip one of the better tracks from the 90s i think and you, you had the three members of the rhythm section even steven was kind of throwing in some ooh, ooh right You're just kind of riding that wave while joe is kind of higher up on the neck and he's playing that kind of you know higher register type solo and fuck everything about it worked i i just i love that 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 solo section of this song so much i i, I mean I'm a, I'm a little pissed at you Corey, but i'm all, i'm also like this is why Corey's a great producer. Because <laughs> you would have expected maybe this song on my dice right off the hop, right? No, and, and it's so brilliant because it's coming in early in the show. This is like, if I were listening, this would be a reason for me to want to tune in is to cover songs like this. And I mean, dude, you, you, you nailed it by putting this on the die. And thank you because I'm really enjoying myself right yeah. now. If this is a song you skip on Get a Grip, stop it. Because... Uh, it's definitely worthy of your time. And the best verse is coming up next. Uh, the best lyrics in the song are, are coming up right away here. So let's give it a listen. I just got to stop it there. So sex is, is like a gun. You aim, you shoot, you run, which is fantastic. But then you get, when you're splitting hairs with Mr. Clean, it's like getting head from a guillotine. Come on. that That's fan-fucking-tastic. The lyrics are spot on. And what's funny is, and this is going to be a little bit weird because the movie comes out like maybe four or five years before this song comes out. And I'm thinking about when Harry met Sally. And the reason I'm thinking about that is very famously in that movie, Harry Burns has a conversation 
with, with, with Sally. And, and he explains to her that, you know, after you have sex with a woman, you know, I lay there and I try to figure out how, 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 how soon until I can, I can get up and leave. And basically that's Steven Tyler's <laughs> lyrics here. Yeah. And I, like people, I know it's shitty. I, I, I know times have changed, but it's, it, it's, we, we, we all think it, whether we're men, we're women, sometimes you have a one night stand or something and you're just looking to get out. And Steven Tyler kind of nails it lyrically here in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, if you've ever been in a situation like this, you can appreciate it. If you've ever been on the opposite side, you can, you can go, that sucks. That's what that person's thinking. And they're an asshole. But he, he kind of owns it and says he's completely guilty of it here. And one way or the other, that's a little bit rock and roll. That's a little bit Steven Tyler. It's a little, it's a lot misogynistic. We, <laughs> we, 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 we can own all of that and be all of those things at the same time. But, 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 but lyrically, there's a lot of genius going on there. There really is. And I love Steve, Steven Tyler as a lyricist. And uh, this song is a masterclass in double entendres. Uh, let's finish off here. We've got a minute and a half left to go. You know, we, we, we were complaining about the monotony of Lord of the Thighs in episode one. Mm-hmm. And we have an outro here that gets repetitive, but there's enough stank going on. It's some Joe stank. It's some Steve stank. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's, there, there's enough going on that even though they're repeating the same lyrics over and over again, there's enough variety going on where, and enough flavor where my interest is still peaked on the way out. And if you're not bopping your head and you're not moving to this song, you're, you're dead. Like it, it, it's just, it's ingrained in the song, right? You can't help, but just kind of groove along with it. And unlike Lord of the thighs, but had that really long outro, we're going to get something a little different here on the outro of this song. Well, and you even had some, some bread, bread, uh, bread with her, um, sprinkling in his rhythm guitar in there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just the way he, he threw those riffs in there, um, gave enough of a change up from the heavy riffs and, and from the jazziness of Steven on the way out and the drums and the bass. Um, there's enough going on here that if, if you're not into this and you don't get that this is, this is like peak Aerosmith, you're missing the boat. Exactly. And this is a song not a lot of people know or, or gravitate to, especially from this album, but uh, this should have been a bigger hit than it was. I, I know it charted in kind of the UK. I don't think there's ever a big hit here in, in America. But. Well, well I, I think part of the problem was Crying Crazy and Amazing, like, owned the charts for a very long yeah. back-to-back-to-back. 
and they they kind of became this power ballad band for for most 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 of the rest of the 90s and songs like this kind of got lost in the shuffle on 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 pop music stations and everything and and i mean i mean every element you want in aerosmith is here Mm -hmm. yeah i absolutely agree Uh, we got 20 seconds left Uh, let's catch the outro of this one here Man, that's fun. <laughs> Gotta love that outro. It, it didn't overstay its welcome. This was the uh, sixth single from Get a Grip, released January 1994. Um, I imagine, John, uh, if we asked Steven Tyler with, with this song, make our, our ultimate uh, playlist, he would say... And I certainly like the song. I liked it a lot. And I agree. I, I put this song in the dice. I obviously love this song. I loved it in Wayne's World too. I love the studio cut. Uh, to me, this is a, a low-key classic Aerosmith song, and I'm very happy we got to play it on episode two of our show here, John. What did you think? I think you nailed it, Corey. Like, I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm, I'm a little bit upset with you. I feel, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like you're, you're kind of rubbing it in, like, like your Aerosmith fan, fandom a little bit more. Of like, John, you think you, you think you're pulling it deep or whatever. Like, I'm gonna pull it in a little bit deeper. <laughs> and while, while I appreciate the double entendre, Corey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit like you put a little bit too much stank on that one, core. But um, <laughs> now it's up to you. You gotta you gotta replace your song, my friend. That's right. And I, w- I was kind of thinking about this as we're going through. Like, okay, do I continue with my '70s, '80s, and '90s uh, theme? And I think I do. So I'm thinking, okay, what else came out in the '90s? And uh, I'm gonna go with uh, another single. Uh, from the album Nine Lives, released in 1997. I'm going with the first first track released from Nine Lives. Falling in love is hard on the knees. You want to talk about double entendres? There's another song chock full of them. So that's what I'm putting on the dice for next week. I love it, Corey. Corey, I, I own, as I've to- told you, every Aerosmith album from, from their, their original release through Nine Lives and every studio album in between. And, and the what's great is you just picked a song one of my favorite songs off of the last release of anything i own from aerosmith if we go beyond nine lives and when we go beyond nine lives we're going beyond my collection (laughs) um but but i i I love this pick i'm really happy with where the die sit right now and i'm looking forward to to rolling them again next week with you oh my god look at the six songs we have for next week we have chip away the stone rats in the cellar Falling in love is hard on the knees. Permanent vacation. Let the music do the talking. And the other side. We're a winner either way. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna catch that with most of these songs. There, there aren't that many bum songs with Aerosmith, right? There, there aren't too many of, of skip those tracks. We're, we're gonna come across some. We're gonna inevitably put some on the die. I, I don't want to put any on that early because I want people to have a reason to tune in. I feel like we're keeping the die lively right now. Mm-hmm. And and eventually we'll get to a point where we, we need in in the negative way, we're gonna need to put some stank on the die, but some <laughs> legitimate stank on the die. But for now, for now, for now, let, let, let's uh let's tell the people where they can find you, Corey. Well, they could find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at CD Marset, and you can find me on my other show, uh, wherever you get your podcast. And the podcast will rock. We are breaking down. 
the Van Halen catalog one track at a time, kind of like what we're doing here uh, with my buddy Mark Kameyer. Um, as we record this, we're you know we're approaching show twenty, so we got a ways to go. There's about 150 uh, Van Halen songs, so uh, we got a ways to go in that one. Here we have over 300 uh, before we uh, finalize the ultimate uh, Aerosmith mixtape. But man, am I ever going to enjoy the journey? And it's songs like this, maybe not quite the big hits that everybody knows, but th those kind of deeper cuts that that really do do the trick for me. Uh, John, where can the people find you? They can find me every Tuesday night on my on my buddy Ken Knapsack's Twitch channel. Um, we ride the West sometimes with some of our friends. Jeff Saunders and Thomas Wrestling sometimes shows up, um, and we we ride the Wild West and Red Dead Redemption online. And I play a jerk in that game. <laughs> I set people on fire. I do terrible things. They're pixelated people, so I don't feel that bad, and I get a lot of aggression out. But then you. Um, if people really want to do any, anything to support anyone, they can listen to our friend Ken Knapsack's um, radio show on Mixcloud. He, he does an incredible, he, he curates um, playlists every week, one to two times a week. He does them every Saturday night or most Saturday nights. And he does them occasionally on Wednesdays. Um, and whenever he really feels like it. But he, he usually goes for about an hour and a half to two hours. He plays a, a mixture of pop and rock from from the 70s 80s and 90s but he'll he'll go all the way up to today with the music um he he sprinkles in a, a wide variety and ken there there aren't many better um spinning playlists nowadays so i would recommend you subscribe to him at mixcloud under pop rockin radio you, you hold you hold the g off it's it's pop rockin radio and um his name's ken knapsack if you want to go find him and it's the best 2.99 a month you'll ever spend i know i'm a recent uh, subscriber ken's an old friend and uh he just does a fantastic job spinning tunes uh for the folks on weekends and sometimes during the week as well i know i just caught a wednesday show that was absolutely fantastic so uh, and, by all means go support ken knapsack and the, the good news is the 2.99 is voluntary so so you can choose to subscribe and and support him financially Yep. Or, you, or, you know, just getting the word out and supporting Ken and following him on Mixcloud and listening to pet playlists. I, I sometimes have friends over and I will, while I entertain, I'll play the playlist what, 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 over drinks and while we're hanging out. And if you're enjoying the music here, you can enjoy the music there. My, um, Corey and I will sometimes recommend songs or request songs. And can, so if we're lucky enough, Ken plays them. He plays them because... Um, we're his friends. So. And that's one of the perks of the 299 because I'm pretty selfish. I want, I want, uh, you know, Ken to be playing all my requests. So I, I make sure and pony up the dough so that uh, my requests are first and foremost. And my last one was dedicated to you, my friend. I know you talked about how much you loved uh, the White Snake self-titled album. So I made sure and, and threw a cut for you out there on Pop Rock and Radio. Well, and, 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 and a week earlier, like three, three weeks ago now, on or about, uh, and if people listen to it in the future, many weeks ago um i I, re I requested saint john for you from aerosmith which we will eventually put on the on these die but it, it's a little soon for me to um appreciate myself in that matter <laughs> there you have it we got a long road to go my friend but uh you know life's a journey not the destination right steven tyler mentioned that so uh show three in the books i had a lot of fun with you my friend and a lot of fun with all you listening. Thank you very much for giving us a try here on Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. And as always, 
We are going to give the final word to Mr. Steven Tyler. 